This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 323, How to Introduce a Strong Opinion in English Like Obama. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. There are four phrases in English that you can use to introduce an opinion when you feel strongly about this topic. Today you'll learn them and how to use them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Oh, hey, Lindsay. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's so hot outside. How are you enjoying it? It's hot outside. It <laughs> is hot. And it's a good time to get into a teaching Tuesday so we can learn something good on this hot, hot day. Right, Michelle? <laughs> exactly. It really is hot outside. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. So, Michelle, you know, sometimes... I feel like when I deliver my opinion, when I have to say something that I think, it's really important to use the right words to really mm -hmm. get people to look at me and listen. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, I mean, especially as for me, you know, teaching, uh, you know, I really want to show, you know, that I can help uh, with any problems and really make sure that my opinion is strong so that I can get my point across and what I want to teach what I want to teach, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that our listeners also want the tools. They want some good vocabulary words to be able to, you know, say their opinion or add a point and get people to actually look at them, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had a student ask you for this before? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think in general, students want to sound like, you know, really strong with the language. And I think that there's a lot to go that goes into it, you know, whether it be actual vocabulary words or tone of voice or, you know, volume, things like that. So definitely. Yeah. And I think that the phrases we're going to talk about today are phrases that you really wouldn't learn in a textbook or not the textbooks that I used to use when I taught at schools in New York, at least. <laughs> I yeah. Know. I mean, I haven't seen these in a textbook. So I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but in also in the ones that I use, I don't see them. So this is definitely really, really good stuff, guys. Yeah. So so the phrases that we're going to go through today, let's just give our listeners the phrases or the words that they can use to start their their sentences when they're giving their opinion. And then we'll go through each one and we'll do some role plays. What do you think? I am totally into it. All right. So number one is you can say look. Right. Look. You can start <laughs> the sentence by saying look and then adding your opinion. And we'll show you how to do it, guys, after this. The next one is listen. Right. <laughs> listen. 
Right. And it's kind of funny that you can use look or listen. <laughs> yeah. But, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because, I mean, one is with your eyes, one is with your ears, but really we're using it in the exact same way. Exactly. But we are, again, trying to get people to look at us and listen to us. So mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, right? Yes. And the next one is? Here's how I see it. Right. And you put an emphasis on I. I there. Here's how I see it, right? <laughs> That's yeah. important. That's why we should be looking at you and listening to you because you're talking about how you feel, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And the last one is, here's what I think and mm-hmm. here's why. Ooh. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. That here's why. That's uh, <laughs> I hear that a lot. Yeah. You know, Michelle, it's interesting because I think that these phrases would be especially useful for our listeners if they work in certain fields like le- the legal world, right? If they're right. lawyers, it's really important as a lawyer to kind of command a sense of respect and to have people listen to you. Um, I think this would be really useful for doctors, lawyers, anywhere where you're in a authority and you really need people to to listen and you're convincing people of something. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. This so this could work with anything. I mean, this could be good for your job, you know, depending on your profession. I mean, in any profession, you definitely want to show that, you know, you should be respected and that your opinion really matters. So this is definitely good for a job. Could also be good for social relationships if you really want to get a point across. Yeah, totally. I mean, this this can't be bad. So let's jump into it. Let's do some examples for our listeners here. So, Michelle, I'm going to ask you a quick question. And why don't you try to throw in one of these openers? Okay? Okay. Okay. So, Michelle, you know, I'm sure you've heard about this whole issue of gentrification in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's a very, um, it's a hotly contested topic. And right. so what do you think about gentrification in New York? Look, Lindsay, I mean, there's a lot that you can say about it, right? Um, but I think that, you know, sometimes it's a shame uh, what can happen to these areas, you know, where they're really, uh, you know, authentic, really nice areas and people get pushed out because of, you know, a certain population. Yeah. But look, Michelle, I mean, that really is that's life, right? That's capitalism and and rents are going up and and landlords have rent to pay, right? So I don't know. I think it could be debated. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It can be debated. Look, Lindsay, I mean, everything can be debated. But like, basically, I mean, you know, if you if you think about it, sometimes it takes away a little bit from what new what what makes New York so special and, you Mm. know, being different and all different um flavors of people and all different, you know, just everything. And it kind of makes it a little vanilla. What do you think? Yeah, I actually, well, I don't know. This is a tough topic and we we, we could go on forever about this. <laughs> but we'll do that in a different episode. But just to kind of define gentrification, I want to make sure our listeners know what we're actually talking about here. Michelle, mm-hmm. what is gentrification? What's going on in New York? Okay, so basically, it's what happens when, you know, uh, certain people are kind of put out of their areas uh, due to uh, like a increase in rent. Right. Um, And it's done, uh, you know, with the with other people who can afford it coming in and it kind of changes the entire neighborhood. Yeah. So more low income buildings, basically they get renovated and the mm-hmm. rent ends up doubling right often. Right. Um, and so lower income families have to move 
out, further out, right? This is happening all over Brooklyn. I mean, that's right. what's happening with Brooklyn, right? And also parts of Queens, I'm sure. All I mean, Manhattan, it's already happened, oh, of course. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's over. Um, you know, Soho back in the 80s was very affordable from what I've heard to live in Soho. But now, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, forget it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there are definitely, you know, you can definitely debate it. I'm kind of taking one side, but you can debate it. And, yeah. I, you know, I use the word look to, you know, show that, you know, in, in this little role play, I have this certain, you know, strong yeah. opinion. Yeah. And you did that really nicely. You said that very authoritatively, right? Oh, thank you. Um, thank and you. I, you know, <laughs> I, I listened to you because you, you said it with some, with some firmness, with some strength. So I like that. Um, thank you. Again, useful word for stating a strong opinion with a very highly contested topic. Let's, let's try another topic and I'll throw in another phrase for our listeners to get a sense of how to use these. Okay. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, I'm going to ask you something, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you think college is worth the price these days? Listen, I think it really depends on which school you're going to. You know, I think that if you're going to a place like Harvard, if you get accepted at Harvard and you have the opportunity to put that name on your resume, you probably should just pay the money. But listen, when it comes to second tier or third tier or fourth tier colleges that don't have name recognition, uh, it's probably not worth $200,000 to put that name on your resume. You can probably get yourself a great education by just doing courses on Coursera online and doing a great internship. (laughs) What do you Mm -hmm. think, Michelle? Uh, Yeah, I mean, to play devil's advocate. Okay, what's devil's advocate? What does that mean? Devil's advocate is kind of like, I don't know if I, it's not that I necessarily agree with this opinion, but let's just talk about the other side. Okay, I like that phrase. Guys, that's a really common, common phrase and a fantastic one to play devil's advocate, to argue the other side. What's your argument, Michelle? What do you think? Okay, my <laughs> argument. Is, well, I mean, I mean, it's not so much of a crazy argument, but I might, I want to, I'm thinking about, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the jobs, you know, do require a degree. So mm. you can tell them all the education you have, but, you know, in society today, it's still that degree that people are looking for. Yeah, it's a really tough one. And again, I think this is, I guess last year we had, um, with my former co-host, we had a debate on this, whether college is worth the price. So if you guys are interested in that topic, go back into our archives. Somewhere in the first 50 episodes, we had an interesting debate. But that's a different, good topic, really good one. And we should have our own debate here, Michelle, you know, another time on that topic. Yeah, I I like that. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot. You know, on on Saturday, I was walking, you know, I live right near Harvard, right? I live about 10 minutes Uh from Harvard. And I was walking through Harvard Yard with my friend on Saturday. And we were looking around and we're both entrepreneurs, right? We're both Uh entrepreneurs. We own companies. He owns two restaurants. And, you know, we were talking about what employers look for when we hire people, right? We we both hire people. Mm -hmm. And they're just the opposite of what these big schools teach us, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And we 
just thought it was so ironic because we looked around us and there were all these tourists, you know, getting so excited about Harvard, Harvard, right? I want to, I want to tour. I want to see this institution. <laughs> That's great. But these schools are charging so much money. And honestly, it's debatable as to whether or not they're giving students the skills they actually need to actually get good jobs and to create value in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's a real, I mean, a, a real mess up in the whole system. So yeah. definitely something for us to talk about in the future. It is very interesting. And I definitely uh, would side with you <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So so using this phrase, so again, what I said was, I said, listen, I think that if you can get into Harvard, you should go. But, right, listen. I started with listen, okay? I have a question. Um, yes. Do you think, I mean, the difference between look and listen, mm -hmm. in my opinion, um, I think look sounds a little bit stronger than listen. What do you think? Well, that's interesting. That's a good point. Um, hmm. You know who look says look all the time? What's that? Who? Uh, Barack Obama, right? Oh, Isn't you're right. Look. That's a good... I knew it. I knew it. And I wanted to mention that. I thought of that like a year ago and I wanted to mention that on the <laughs> show. I'm glad you said that. He does say that all the time. Look. And I think that that's a good example that he kind of commands respect by saying that, I think. What do you think? I mean, right. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, these politicians, they they know what they're doing. You know, like every word is... <laughs> yeah, you know, a good speaker. You, they go over it with a fine tooth comb. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really good good point michelle he uses that word look when he answers people's questions he has fantastic public speaking skills so oh. guys if you want to speak like obama this is how to do it <laughs> <laughs> look yeah so i don't know but i don't hear him say listen i just i yeah. think personally i think listen is like a little bit less strong than it's, look like, yeah it's a little softer yeah it's, it's, it's still it's, definitely good for this topic for making a point um and i think it does draw attention and make you respected but i think look is like really really strong and listen is like listen this is what i think yeah no i think that's a really good point listen is kind of maybe when you're going to deliver some news that might be hard for the person to hear and mm. you might be willing to kind of like let them down slowly like <laughs> listen i mean you know listen it's not you it's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> listen it's not me it's you no yeah. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> no just kidding just kidding okay good point so i think look is stronger and but these again both of these could be used to open up a phrase where you're going to give your opinion. Let's jump into the next one, Michelle. Okay. Um, so, Michelle, you know, I really think that, you know, we know that in the U.S. the drinking age is 21, and I think that it should be lower. I think it should be, you know, 16. What do you think? Oh, 16. Wow. Well, <laughs> here's how I see it, Lindsay. I mean, you know, people are running off, I mean, to fight in the army and to go overseas and they're 18 years old and yet they can't even get something to drink. So I do think that, that, you know, the drinking age should be lower. I agree with you. 16 might be a little young. I'd say maybe 18. Yeah. What do you think? Actually, I agree with you on that one. I think if you're going to go represent your country and potentially get killed for your country, you should be able to have a beer down the street yeah. at the bar when you're 18. I think I don't know why the drinking age is so high. Um, it used to be lower. I mean, and and I think it just makes it like so much more of a so mysterious that, you know, that's why a lot of, you know, younger kids, they find I mean, they find a way to drink and then it's like, ooh, oh, my God, you yeah. know, but yeah. when you turn 21 and you can drink, it's kind of anticlimactic. Right. It's kind of the thing that your mom says you can't do is exactly right. what you want to do. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that's why we end up with a lot of binge drinking in colleges, which is another good episode topic, um, <laughs> which we could talk about another day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is for, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about all these things. They're really rich topics. These are good topics. These are good topics. You mm-hmm. want to try one more? And I'll, well, again, I just want to recap how you, what you said there, right? You said, mm-hmm. you know, here's how I see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How I see it. Right. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you also did something really interesting that I also want to highlight for our listeners is that you used my name. And I think we should do another episode just on that because oh, that's huge. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we, Let's write that down. <laughs> yeah, let's write that down. <laughs> it's huge. You use my name. And there's something about using someone's name that does two things, I think. It makes you seem more confident and it makes the other person feel more recognized or more comfortable. Uh-huh. Right, because the whole thing is people love hearing their own name. Yeah, so let's do that another day, but yes. I think that's really cool that you did that. So Thank let's you. jump into the next one. Okay, okay. Lindsay, <laughs> did you hear that a lot of public schools are trying to take arts education out of the curriculum? What do you think? Here's what I think, Michelle. I think arts needs to be in the curriculum, and here's why. Kids need to know how to think creatively. You know, in business, in the 21st century, business skills are going to change. What's important is creativity and dynamic thinking because we have the internet now. We need to be able to move fast Mm. and make quick decisions. And the arts can inform that way of thinking by by thinking outside of the box. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that on that with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To think outside of the box, good expression, right, Michelle? Yes, yes. Think outside of the box. Have thoughts that are different from the norm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. good. So there, I said. So here, I said two things, right? So I said, mm-hmm. here's what I think, blah blah blah, and here's <laughs> why. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to start using that, Michelle. (laughs) I always think that I want to. Whenever I hear someone say, and here's why, I'm like, ooh, that sounds so cool. Like, it makes you sound very powerful. It really does. And I always think to myself, oh, I should start saying that. And I always forget. But now that we've talked about it. (laughs) Yeah, it makes you feel really, uh, makes you seem really confident and powerful. So, Guys, we're throwing out today some really powerful phrases that you could very quickly start to become a more kind of um, uh, confident speaker, commanding more respect by just throwing in a couple of these phrases, guys. But again, you need to practice it. And remember, we still have this super cool deal going with italki. So take advantage of it, guys. We've arranged this for you. So we want you to go over and start practicing these phrases with a native. So to get our special deal with italki, you need to go to allearsenglish.com slash I-T-A-L-K-I and you register there. After you register there, you buy your first lesson with a tutor. When you go to buy your second lesson, italki will then send you 10 US dollars for free. How cool, right, Michelle? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So go ahead and claim your special deal because you guys are listeners of all years English. All right, Michelle, can we just sum up the phrases that we taught today? Should we do it real quick? What was the first one? Look, Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Obama. Remember Barack Obama? Watch a speech by him on on YouTube or something and check out how he does it. (laughs) (laughs) The next one was listen, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Next one. The next one was here's how I see it. I like that. And here's what I think. 
And here's why. Ooh, sounds very powerful. Sounds powerful. I'd like to hear our (laughs) listeners starting to add these to their vocabularies. Okay, guys, drop us any questions you have at allearsenglish.com slash 323. And I hope you have a great day. Michelle, thanks for hanging out. Thank you, Lindsay. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.